Hello, everyone. Good evening. Welcome back to OK But Seriously. I am your host, Vanessa Lauren. You are listening to 91.5, The Rebel HD2. Tonight, I am excited because we are talking medical miracles, y'all. This has been something that's been put on my heart. If you're new to the show, I take serious topics and break them down in a non-serious way. And I like to do that by interviewing people. So I found this um, next guest and her daughter through TikTok. So I'm very excited to bring you their story. I'm going to let them tell it. So buckle up, get a water. You're not going to want to miss a minute of this. So do all you got to do and then just tune in, really open your mind to hear Victoria and Brianna's story tonight. I hope it touches you the way it touched me. So without further ado, here's Victoria and Brianna. Brianna and Victoria, thank you so much for both of you being here and telling us your story. I just really would love to hear it. I want our listeners to hear it straight from you. So for those who don't have any idea, like who is this Victoria and Brianna person? Um, why don't you go ahead and whoever is more comfortable sharing why you're here today? Okay. So, okay. <laughs> so the reason we're here today is because uh, my daughter Brianna, she's a traumatic brain injury survivor. Um, she suffered a major traumatic brain injury July um, 1st of 2020. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And I can go in and tell you the little start from the beginning because you get a better grasp on sure. what actually happened and where she's at today. Okay. So July 1st of 2020. Um, I was at my office and I'm working and, you know, I'm always doing TikTok. So I'm in my <laughs> office and I'm doing a TikTok and I'm picking up the phone, pretending I'm on the phone, <laughs> TikTok, having a good old time, you know, when I'm supposed to be working, but uh, my husband and I own a Medicare office. So we're, we're good on that end. Mm-hmm. Um, I hang up the phone and I finished my TikTok and I said, okay, I'll go home and I'll go and I'll edit it. Well, at that point it was already three o'clock and I was supposed to pick up my other daughter. Um, she was at the park with her friends and, okay. you know, I told my husband I'm leaving. I got to go. And I left and I came home. I pulled into the driveway and I looked at the time. I'm like, oh, shoot. I'm like, I got to go now. So I turned the car back around. I start heading to pick up my daughter and my phone rings. And I see that it's my daughter, Brianna. Mm-hmm. And I pick up the phone and I'm like, Hey girl, what's going on? You know, that's how we are. <laughs> right. That's how we talk. Mm-hmm. And it's her friend. And she goes, Mama Kate, she goes, Brianna fell off the golf cart and her ear is bleeding. I go, oh, geez. I'm like, is she okay? She's like, I don't know. She's bleeding. I'm like, hmm. okay, um, let me just head over to where you guys are. You know, I asked her where she was and they were in the subdivision where she lives, um, which is a, go- um, a golf community. So they have a golf uh, course attached to their okay. community and they drive golf carts through the neighborhood and stuff. So Ooh, I living, said, okay, living their best lives, huh? Yes. <laughs> so we headed, I headed that way. And to, as I'm turning the car around, she calls me back and I'm like, hello. She goes, are you almost here? Hurry. She's bleeding a lot. That's when my heart dropped hmm. my heart. I'm like, oh my God, she, she's bleeding a lot. She goes, oh, should I call 911? I'm like, yes, call 911 now. I go, they'll get there before me. Mm-hmm. So I'm turn the car around. I'm doing a hundred miles an hour. And it still took me 10 minutes. It, it felt like the longest 10 minutes of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I finally end up getting there. And when I pull into the subdivision, they had blocked off the subdivision. There was a fire truck, an ambulance, two police cars and neighbors all over. Wow. My body was just like, I was in like go mode and hyperventilating. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm like, get out of the car. I'm wearing these heels and a pencil skirt. And I'm like running to where my daughter's at. And I see her laying in the middle of the road in a pile of blood that was literally surrounding her her whole entire head. Wow. When I saw her, my knees collapsed and I just like, like dropped down to her and I'm like, Brianna, Brianna. And the paramedic paramedic came up to us and I said, why isn't she responding as her eyes were rolled in the back of her head? And I'm like, Brianna, Brianna. And she was non-responsive. 
And all of a sudden she started like shaking. She was having a seizure, but I, I wasn't aware of that. I'm like, why is she shaking? Why is she shaking? The paramedic looks at the other paramedic and he says, ma'am, he's like, she's going to be okay, but um, she's starting to see. So we need to give her an injection and get her to the hospital immediately. Wow. At that, while all this is going on, there's a helicopter trying to land because apparently they wanted to fly her out to trauma, mm. but they couldn't land because we were in a subdivision. So the paramedic says to me, he's like, you need to get in your car and you need to meet us at the hospital. So I grabbed her phone, which was on her stomach. Her friend had put her phone on her stomach. So I grabbed the phone and out of all the times, she always has her phone locked. Okay. <laughs> you know, teenagers, her like, phone yeah. is always locked. <laughs> I pick up the phone and I said, call dad. And the call just went through. I don't even know how the call went through because my voice wasn't activated in her phone. Sure. Just went through. So I call my husband. I'm like hyperventilating. I'm like, I'm like repeating my words one after the other, like repeating one word three or four times. And my husband's like, Brianna, because I was calling him from her phone. He's like, Brianna, stop it. Stop joking around. I'm like, this is it, Brianna. This, this, it's me. It's me. You know? mm-hmm. um, I'm like, you need to meet me at the hospital because Brianna had an accident. Um, he was literally two minutes from the hospital. So he's like, okay, I'll meet you there. As well, so during this, the whole scene, apparently there was a, a, one of the neighbors who was a paramedic who had tried to help the girls mm-hmm. while the um, fire truck and the ambulance got there and she got towels and stuff, but they kept her in the same position. They didn't move her. They put her in the gurney. They take her. I drive to the hospital. And um, when I get to the hospital, my husband's waiting there for me and they put us in this little room. And the doctor comes in and he says, ma'am, he goes, um, your daughter's injury is severe and we need to fly her out to trauma. My stomach dropped because you're thinking, yeah, you, you never realize how bad a head injury is because, you know, you, you figure you hit your head, you've got a skull, you know, it's going right. to protect you. But never in my mind did I think it was as bad as I was going to be told how, how it was. Sure. So my husband loses it and he's like a mess. Um, and I said to the doctor, I said, well, I go, before you fly my daughter out, I need to see her. So he takes us into the little room where she was still in the gurney from the scene mm-hmm. and her eyes are still rolled in the back of her head. She's just laying there. She's strapped down. And I leaned down into her ear and I said, Brianna. Go ahead, honey. I go, I don't know if you can hear me. I go, but this is your time to call out for him. I go, you need to call for God. Say a prayer, even if it's just an hour, Father. Just say the prayer. Call him. I go and ask him to help you. I go, because that from this point on, I go, he's the only one that's going to be able to help save you. Wow. <clears throat> and it, right after I said that, her shoulders started shrugging like this. She heard me, but she was unconscious. So I don't know, almost like she wanted to hug me or something. And my eyes were just like starting to tear, but I was hyperventilating. Mind you, I did not shed a tear this whole time. Mm -hmm. I, it was like, my body couldn't, like I was, I almost, I felt like I was dry inside and all I could do was breathe to keep myself composed. Doctor said, okay, um, we're flying her out to um, Lutheran General, which is a trauma center closest to us. And um, my husband and I get in our cars and we go home, we change because we knew this was going to be a long, a long day. We change and we head out to the hospital. And when we get to the other hospital, we're sitting there with my, it was my husband and my in-laws and the, the surgeon comes in and he's like, ma'am, because I and he paused. He goes, I really don't know how to put this to you. He goes, but if I could explain this to you in layman's terms, if I were to put your daughter on a scale from three to 11, 11 being perfect, like you and me healthy and three being gone, I think your daughter's at a four. Wow. That's when my husband really lost it. Mm-hmm. And yet I'm still composed and I'm like, so what do we do? 
right. What do we do? What, what he goes, well, he goes, um, the only thing we can do right now, he's like, is we can, we can do a cranial plant, uh, a cranialectomy, which means we have to cut out the whole right side of her skull and let the brain swell mm-hmm. until it comes until the brain swelling goes down. And then eventually you put, you put it back on. Little did I know how long this process was going to be. Right. I said, you know what? I go, you do what you have to do to save my daughter. I go, I don't care. He goes, he goes, well, we have the papers. We're, we have your daughter in the operating room now. He said, mm-hmm. we're just waiting for you to up, sign and sign her, sign it off. He's like, I really, to be honest with you, I don't know. And I have no idea why I'm at this hospital today. He goes, normally, he goes, I am never at this hospital, but I just happened to be on call. He goes, the other strange thing is, is that any other doctor wouldn't do the surgery because her injury is so severe. They wouldn't want to put all these medical expenses on you knowing that this isn't going to work. He's like, but the fact that she's young is that 1% chance I'm giving her because I want to give it to her if you allow me to. So basically he was saying he doesn't think she's going to make it. And he didn't want to put all those expenses on us, but he wanted to give her that chance. Yeah. And I said, I go, you do what you have to do. Money is not an issue at this point. Right. So there he goes. He went and he did the surgery six hours later. He came in and he told us that she was stable. Stable meaning that the operation went well, but she was still um, with zero brain activity. I did not know that she had zero nose that she didn't have any brain activity until months after she started recuperating. He confessed to me, he goes, when she showed up to the ER, she had zero brain activity, which means wow. they basically just kind of, if it was somebody like you and I, they would have just said, forget it. You just put her on life support and see how well she does and just go from there. But um, the fact that she pulled through mm-hmm. is like a miracle because even, even during a, after, even after the surgery, uh, surgery took six hours. Okay. Even after the surgery, like a day or two later, she still had zero brain activity, but they still kept her and they were like taking care of her. Like they wanted her to pull through and her brain pressures were so tremendously high. Their goal was to bring down the pressures to see if she would come back, you know, believe it or not, she was still trying to pull out of that coma because they had her in an induced coma. Okay. And even after the regular induced coma, they had to put her on the highest induced coma because she was trying to come out of it, but her brain pressures were so high. They couldn't cause she could have, it could have been worse. Do you know um, what happens if someone comes out of an induced coma with like a swelled brain like that? I mean, um, I, do yeah, they explain it to you? Yeah, they can have seizures. I mean, okay. because your brain is, what happens is when, when your brain is swollen and your brain needs blood to flow through it. Right. If your brain is really swollen and it's pushing up against the walls of the um, of the skull, what happens is that it basically suffocates the brain and kills it. Got it. So, um, yeah, so it's really important to keep the pressures low at all times. And which is have- terrifying to think about, right? Like, right. Cause they wanted the pressures to be a 10 and hers were at 30. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So when she was down at 19, we were like, Oh yeah, she's yes. this know? is not the time <laughs> to be an overachiever, Brianna. This is not the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so that was 29 days. She was in a coma um, after wow. she had to learn everything from scratch. When she came out of the coma, the, well, let me go back a little bit because this is kind <laughs> of more like a, a miraculous thing. So during, it was during COVID. So my husband and I were not allowed to stay hmm. we couldn't spend the night and we had to take turns visiting her. Oh. So if I was in there with her, I had to leave and then he had to come in and they wouldn't even let us sit in the waiting room. We had to sit in our car. Oh my goodness. Yes. So my husband sat in the car for like six hours a day while I sat up there with her, but he wouldn't leave. Of course. Um, Yeah. 
Did you um, want to say something? Yes. Yeah. And my dad, <laughs> when I was at the hospital, he'd stay, like, he'd just sit by my hospital bed and he'd hold my hand. I'd t- ask him to hold my hand until I fell asleep. Oh. <laughs> yeah, this was later after she was in uh, rehab. So this was still in, in, at, the, at the trauma center. Mm-hmm. She was in two hospitals. Okay. So after being um, taken out of surgery and days later, we kept trying to call a priest to come and anoint her because at this point, we didn't know if she was going to make it. You know, sure. she was still in a coma. We had no idea if she was ever even going to come out of the coma. Mm-hmm. So um, we called the priest, but they wouldn't let the priest in because of COVID. Ah. So we called the priest in from um, the hospital. So the hospital priest came in and he anointed her, but we still wanted our priest to come in. Mm-hmm. Days later, finally, there was like a, some sort of window where they were able to let the priest in. The priest came in and he started praying over her and he took the oils and anointed her and her eyes fluttered. Whoa. Like literally, her, her eyes were closed and they literally fluttered. And I looked at him I'm like, oh, I'm like, her eyes just fluttered. And he just had this graceful smile. And he's like, yes, that's what they do. Oh. <laughs> it was almost like a very peaceful, like he knew that this was going to happen. It was just yeah. kind of very amazing. So that was the first time she fluttered her eyes. Then a week later, mm-hmm. she started opening her eyes a little wow. by little. Um, and then that's when we knew that she was, she was okay. The scariest part of this whole process was, I mean, of course, the injury. Sure. But the different stages that you see your daughter going through as she recovers. Because mm-hmm. she went, literally, she went from being in a coma to being in a vegetated state. And that was like mm. days and days. And you see her and she like can barely move her arm and she's like, Right. And that to me was the hardest part because I prayed so hard and I asked God, I'm like, please give her back to me. Don't take her away from me. Just give her to me. However you feel you want to give her back to me, but don't take her. Wow. And when I saw her in that vegetated state, I said to myself, I go, thank you, God. Right. Is is this it? Is this what I, is this what I'm going to end up with? Sure. And I accepted it. I'm like, you know what? I go, I asked him to give her back to me and he did. Mm-hmm. And that's how she is. So, and from there, it's just like progressively though. So she went from a vegetative state to almost to like a deep um, autistic state to a medium, to a light. And it just kept progressing, progressing. We had flashcards. Yes and no flashcards because she couldn't talk. She, mm-hmm. had, a tra- she had a tracheotomy and a feeding tube. So we had flashcards. Yes and no flashcards. Do you want water? Yes or no. And she would literally with her eyes, she would answer the question. <laughs> oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So she went from there to learning to walk again because she, her muscles deteriorated. So she had no, she also had a shattered and dislocated ankle. Oh gosh. So she was, she almost lost her foot. Oh goodness. She fell out of the golf cart. Apparently she rolled on her, on her foot. Uh-huh. Shattered and dislocated and then bounced back and hit her head. Uh, okay. So apparently that's how the injury happened. She was <clears throat> doing an Instagram live on the golf cart. With okay. Her. I skipped that part. But yes, yeah, she was with her friend in the neighborhood driving the golf cart. And she was, you know, filming, laughing. They were singing. And she got up to pull her short. But when she stepped down, she stepped out. Uh, instead of stepping in, she stepped out and flew, right? I mean, we even have a video clip of it. It's like instant, you know, she stands up and boom, all of a sudden she's like out. Yes. And keep in mind that she was driving the golf cart 30 miles an hour. <laughs> the fastest a golf cart can yeah, go. So you were in, you were in full motion. And so they you were, basically yes. like stepped their hair was falling. Yes. Right. My gosh. So after learning everything, you know, she's, they said, okay, she's ready. She can go to rehab. So we took her to Mary and Joy Rehabilitation Center here in Illinois, and they took care of her there and they got her muscles back up and moving. Once they felt that she was, they mean she had speech therapy, occupational. Um, yes. Um, the, my rehabilitation center, 
That yeah. is the only thing that I have a little bit of memory of. My whole hospital time, no memory at all. Welcome back, everyone. If you're just joining us, welcome. I am Vanessa Lauren. You're listening to OK, But Seriously on 91.5, the Rebel HD2. I don't know how you found us, but I'm glad you did. If you're listening on the podcast, thank you for being supportive of us in that way. We are listener supported, so we appreciate all of our listeners, whether you listen live or whether you listen on the podcast. Always a good thing. Tonight, we are talking about medical miracles. It's been fan- it's been a wild ride listening to Victoria, who is the mother of Brianna, share her experience from July 1st of 2020 when she got that dreaded parent phone call that her baby, her loved one, had been injured. So she just walked us through her account. If you missed that part, again, you can always catch us on the podcast. So don't worry. You can always catch it later on when it, uh, wherever you listen to your podcast. But if you've been with us since the beginning, I don't want to waste any more time. We're going to get right back into it. Brianna is now going to walk us through what she has experienced um, since that day. So without further ado, here's Brianna. But Brianna, I guess... Out of everything your mother's saying, I'm sure you've heard her tell it to you. So now maybe it kind of feels it's like when our parents tell us like, oh, when you were a baby, you used to do this. And you're like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Um, But what do you like actually recall from the event? Um, So I remember riding on the golf cart with my friend. I remember doing an Instagram live and having fun. We were dancing to music on her speaker. And I remember standing up to my short sound. Don't remember anything after that. I don't remember. Okay. And the last thing I remember is the rehabilitation center. I only okay. remember a couple nurses there. Okay. So then um, how much time, Victoria, was it from the, the accident to the rehabilitation center? Um, let's see. She went in July 1st and they dismissed her July, let's see, July, August September 7th, I believe. So she was in the um, in the one hospital for two months and then got taken to the rehabilitation center. Okay. So she was there for another month. So it was a total of three months hospitalization before she actually got to come home. Okay. Now, Brianna, I've never been in anything like this. I've never known anyone like this um, who's gone into any sort of coma or anything like that. Do you, was it like you were just sleeping or like in a dream or was there anything there like that? I did not even know that I was in a coma. I didn't even feel that I was sleeping until I got to my rehabilitation center and my parents were telling me that I got into an accident and I was in shock. I was like, oh my goodness. And I actually lost 50% of my long-term and short-term memory. Oh my gosh. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that she doesn't remember from the past. Like we went to Dominican just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, we went to Mexico. She doesn't remember that trip, but we went to Dominican and we stayed at the same hotel we stayed at before. Uh And she like remembers like clips, but she doesn't remember a lot of the things. Okay. And like certain like spots. I was like, I remember this pool or something. Mm -hmm. And my dad goes, oh, do you remember dancing with the workers over here? And I was like, no, (laughs) but I did a lot of dancing on this recent trip that we did. (laughs) Okay. And like, is that, was that how, how you were like before your accident? Did you happen to like that? Like I know for myself, I tell people I have an elephant memory. I can remember everything, but were you kind of a person who ever had issues with memory anything? No. Because I was a a competitive dancer. So I would dance and the next day I'd have to compete in that dance. And I Um, But no, my psychiatrist actually told me that my brain injury affected my personality 110%. So I'm a new person now. Everybody's telling me that I'm more talkative and outgoing. And my parents, when I came home from the rehabilitation center, they came up to me and they go, oh, Brianna, you're so different. And I got like sad. I, was, I said, oh, why is that? And they said, you're so much more sweet, kind, loving, and affectionate. <laughs> <laughs> I said, oh, my God, that's amazing. Oh, yeah. It's a, so it's, I think I changed for the better. Yeah. Victoria, I know you can't say like as a mom, I'm sure I'm not a mom, but I know a lot of moms. I have three sisters that are moms. You never want to be like, oh, my child is was this way and now they're they're better quote unquote but is it is what she's saying obviously true that like it does it feel like she's a different person to you oh for sure (laughs) like I can't even explain to you like I feel like 
she was given a whole new soul. Wow. Like she so different than she was before. Her mentality, the way she thinks, her thought process, everything is different. The the things she liked before, she mm-hmm. doesn't like now. And she likes different things now. As a matter of fact, we joke around because I, <laughs> we joke around. I go, you're such a Karen. Now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Even my because sister, I'll be talking go, to I'm my- more younger than you are now. <laughs> yeah, I'll be talking to my sister and she'll be doing some stuff. And I'll tell her, Ariana, that's not, you shouldn't be doing that. That's not appropriate. Or that's not safe or something. She was, oh, you sound like a grandma. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'm just trying to protect you. <laughs> wow. Know. That's so interesting. Like, so in, in rehabilitation, were you, do you, I know it was COVID, so it might be different, but were you able to, I guess, maybe like meet anybody else or make any other kind of, of friends in there that have been, been anything similar? Um, actually the rehab center that we went to, most of the kids, they, there was another girl who was there who also had a, a brain injury, but no, because they really kept you, they keep you secluded from okay. each, each patient, you know, like they want the cases to be that makes separated. Sense. Yeah. Yeah. I was just curious. Yeah. Uh, no. You, uh, you did, you made made a TikTok. This is how I, I found y'all was uh, through TikTok. But you made a TikTok saying how, um, Brianna, you had some sort of encounter with God. Do you remember that? Yes. Um, when I came, so my whole life, I've been praying every single night. Okay. And when I came <clears throat> home from, like when I came home permanently, I started praying every night and thanking God for giving me a second chance at life since he brought me back to life. Mm-hmm. And I heard somebody say, you're very welcome, Brianna. And I said, hello. Yeah. And he said, hello. I said, dad, is that you? And he goes, no, it's me. And I said, dad, I know it's you come out. He goes, no, Brianna, it's me. It's God. And I just went into shock. My eyes started tearing up. I said, I can hear you. And he said, yes, you can. He said, because since you passed away, I got to recreate you of age because he creates baby infants. Mm-hmm. You got to recreate me of age because I was 17 at the time mm-hmm. and he told me that he gave me the blessing of being able to hear him and wow. so now every night I have conversations with him he gives me advice he tells me things it's just of such a blessing I love yeah, it what a gift that's amazing that's like the yeah. and I know it might be difficult for some people to hear that and like comprehend that you know yes, but that's your said. reality that's your day-to-day life and that's that's your truth. You know, that's what you're living. Right. So Except a lot of people cannot hear him. So he just gives them signs, hoping that they will see them. Oh, that's amazing. I'm, I'm so fascinated. I'm, I'm a Christian by, by faith. So I'm over here like, well, what else does he say? Like, I'm just so curious. Yes. My mom actually I, talks to God through me. Oh, wow. Like yeah. asking him questions like, Hey, can you let me know what answers? <laughs> You know, I, I know a lot of people listening right now are probably thinking, oh, it's probably part of her brain injury and she's sure. maybe hallucinating. And because sure. I thought the same thing, I thought to myself, I'm like, I said, yes, I go, it's got to be part of her brain injury, mm-hmm. you know, probably the healing process or something. But there have been so many things that have confirmed the fact that is not. So when she was praying one day, she said to me, she goes, mom, she goes, your grandma wants to say hi. I go, what? I go, oh, okay. I go, tell her I said hi and tell her I miss her. And then she's like, she says she misses you too, Vikita. Vikita was what she called me when Sorry, I was young. I didn't understand. So how's my Google? No. Um, that so at that point I, I I looked at her and I go what did you say she said because she, she said hola Vikita te quiero mucho hello Victoria yeah. I miss you so much I love you so much yeah I love wow. you so much yeah so at that point I was like how did she know she doesn't know she never once I've never talked to anybody or mentioned anybody what my grandma used to call me because she passed away years ago she passed away I think when she was like five. So oh, okay. she wouldn't even know what my grandma called me back then. Sure. Yeah. Which very, very interesting. And and, the, and there's also been other scenarios that have confirmed that she actually does talk to him. I think one of, and I don't know, this one may have been the TikTok that you saw was that she said that she had seen him. 
Mm. I asked her, I go, well, what does he look like? <clears throat> and she's like, well, you know, he's, his face is like, he's got a jawline and he's got short hair, mom. He doesn't have long hair like everybody thinks. It's like, he's got short hair and it's wavy. I'm like, really? So what do I do? I go on the internet and I start pulling up a bunch of images of what we see God to be like, or Jesus right. like. And I said to her, I go, which one of these does he look like? And she picked the image and I'm sure you guys have heard of this little girl who had passed and she came back to life and she painted an image of him. Yes. The little, it's like, she was like four years old or something like that. I think. Yes. Right. Yeah. I pulled that image up and I mixed it in with all of them. Cause I wanted to see, and she goes, Oh, he looks just like, as a matter of fact, that's him. That's him right there. That's him. And she wow. pointed the image that the little girl painted. So from that, and then I told her the story and she goes, really? She didn't even know the story. Yeah. No, that story is wild in itself because those parents were non-religious at all. Did, did you all have like a religious background before the accident? Yeah, sure. uh, I was born and raised Catholic and I raised my kids Catholic as well. And mm-hmm. every night when I pray, when I close my eyes and I pray, I can see heaven. And I asked God, how can I see heaven? Mm-hmm. And he said, because when you passed away, you went straight up to heaven because you're such a good soul on earth. So oh, you wow. have visual memory in the back of your head of heaven. And he also told me that when I went up to heaven, I was very popular in heaven. And I said, oh, how so? How was I popular? And he said, well, Brianna, when you were in heaven, you were an angel saint. And I said, oh, my goodness. And he said, now that I put you back on earth, you're a true saint on earth. And you may not be a very popular saint, but you are a true saint. And he said, I can give people blessings that I care about. So I gave my whole entire family a blessing and he blessed them. And I blessed my grandparents on my mother's side. They live in Costa Rica. They're struggling with money. I gave them a blessing of wealth and they're Mm -hmm. doing better with money now. Wow. That's amazing. See that it's so like, even just the way you talk, like I wish, I wish listeners, like you can probably hear it in her voice, but you like visually because we're doing this over video chat so I can see your face and you're just like, you brighten up. Like when you're talking, it's very like warm and welcoming, like, never had that before. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) It was very, um, her personality before was so different. She was no, she was an introvert. She was your typical teenager. You know how they like off on their own. They don't want to talk to anybody. Eye contact, none of that stuff. Total opposite. Now she really likes talking and she loves telling people her story. She, I mean, she, she just loves to talk. You can tell, you can hear it in her voice. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sharing the miracle. And um, when I got home from the hospital, all my muscles deteriorated in the hospital because I was immobile for so long. Mm -hmm. So I started jogging around my block every morning and I saw my neighbor, Janet, she was outside in her driveway and I was like, mom, can we stop and say hi? And she was, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> so I stopped. I gave her a big hug. I said, hi, Janet. She's like, oh, my gosh, hi. And then I had a, like a whole conversation with her. And she said, oh, my goodness. The old Brianna would have never even made eye contact with me. And I said, I'd love to talk to you, Janet. I said, come over anytime and hang out with us. Wow. Wow. Like what, what a, what a wonderful thing for you to witness, Victoria. Like you talk about it now, I'm sure because we're living in the present and it's been a year. Like when you're talking about the story, you know, it's not that it wasn't traumatic, but you seem positive about it, but living through this whole thing as the mom, as the one, the loved one watching someone struggle and not knowing right at certain times, if she was going to make it through, but hoping through faith that she would, I guess, if there's anyone out there listening who maybe they are either going through it currently or they have gone through in the past watching a loved one live through something this traumatic, what would your advice or encouragement be to them? Because I'm sure maybe you struggled at times, if not multiple times, right? Absolutely. All uh, throughout the whole time, you know, I struggled, but if I were to give anybody advice is just to never give up because you just never, ever know. I mean, we literally went from brain dead to 95% recovery, you know, um, you know, being there for that person. I, I feel like another thing that really helped too, was that I was with her 24 seven 
from the day of the accident till now. Mm -hmm. So I was there watching everything. Every doctor came in and said and did. I had a notebook. I wrote everything down. When doctors came in and they did their powwow, I was in the powwow with them because I want to know what was going next. What were they doing next? Um, I had fabulous nurses who um, would write down instructions for, I had one nurse that came in and he goes, listen, he goes, we're not always in the room. He goes, but he goes, that's, this is what this machine is. And he wrote it down. This machine does this, 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 and that you need to make sure that these numbers stay at this. And if those numbers go down, then you need to ask these questions. I mean, he literally like wrote me a little booklet on things I should keep. So when I was in the room, I almost felt like I was a nurse because I was keeping track of everything. If I saw anything drop, I was calling the nurse in. And I feel like it's, there could be slips mm-hmm. and there almost were a couple slips. If I wasn't in there, like, would she have slipped and gone? Sure. You know? So sure. Um, it is very important that when you, your loved one, you know, if they're going through this, that someone is there with them all the time because sure. nurses are busy. They have other patients to take care of, you know? Yeah. And even after she got a little better, I learned how to change her sheets. So if, so I wouldn't have to call the nurse every five minutes. Hey, you need to change your, you need to change her. I learned to change her. I learned to change her sheets. I learned to suction out whatever was getting caught in her tracheotomy. So the nurses wouldn't have to come in when she's gurgling and she can't breathe. Right. Um, so right. being part of the hospital stay and helping the nurses out, I think is key. Because, you know, they're just as busy and they have other patients to take care of as well. Yeah, that makes, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so either either of you or both of you, would you, I mean, it sounds like you've had a lot of really great like surrounding medical support. You were able to get her the help she needed to make a full recovery. Would you qualify what happened to Brianna as a miracle? Absolutely. Yes. Without even a doubt. I'm, I know I get a lot of... <laughs> back and forth on, on TikTok mm-hmm. because I post and we get a lot of people say, praise God, praise God. Sure. And then you get the other side that they're like, um, no, praise the doctors and nurses who saved her life. Mm-hmm. But in all reality, if you put it all in the perspective, God is also part of this just mm-hmm. as much as the doctors and nurses. I'm very grateful and thankful for what they did. But if it wasn't for God putting all the right doctors and nurses in her path, sure. I mean, he could have they he could have just said, okay, whatever, and you know, get whatever doctor you want. But he got, I mean, why was that doctor on staff mm-hmm. when he wasn't even on call that day? And all of a sudden they said, you know what? Why don't you go on call? That's because it happened through him. I mean, that's my belief. Right. You know? Yeah. Why did I get all these perfect nurses. I mean, well, I had so many amazing nurses. I couldn't even tell you that I had one bad one. That's so, yeah, that's go ahead, Brianna. I just want to make it clear that everybody should never stop believing because mm-hmm. some long-term effects, I lost 50% of my hearing in my left ear. I lost 50% vision in my left eye and I lost my sense of smell. And the doctors told me I'm never going to get that back. But they also told me I wasn't going to survive. And look at me here. I survived. Right. Yes. All, all true. So I was going to ask about that too. So you are, you said you're back to, you're at like 95%, right? Yes. Um, is that 95%? I went to not walking to going to the gym every day now. I yeah, know. She's 95% because I mean, she still has little things like she can't drive. Yes. Okay. Um, because her Last perception season. of distance is not there. And I don't know if that has anything to do with the fact that she can't see very well out of one eye and that she can't hear out of her left ear. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Because well, she lost the hearing because she cracked the inside of her skull where it holds a cochlea, which is the liquid that holds for the hearing. Okay. And all that liquid seeped out and there's no way of regaining that liquid and my brain injury shaved off my pituitary gland so all my hormones got messed up so i did not get my period for a year (laughs) i got it back now but mm -hmm. 
I mean, that sounds like a blessing if you ask me, <laughs> but yeah, no, I understand that that like, so, so there's these long-term like things you're still dealing with. Right. And yeah. I, I just to kind of play devil's advocate here again, I'm, I'm a believer myself, but there might be people who say like, well, if you're talking with God and you know, it was a miracle, then why don't you just ask him to like heal all of those things? Right. Have you, have you had anything like that? Have anybody said things like that to you? She does. She, she prays, she prays upon get my sense of hearing back get my sense of smell, get her vision. Um, her vision has been getting better. Yes, absolutely. Her vision has been getting better. So we went to the eye doctor the other day and he said that, uh, yeah, that her, that her pupil is starting to heal more than before. Um, she is gaining a little bit of sense of smell, which Technically, they said she would never gain that back because what happens is, um, so your sense of smell is like, like if you see like, um, let's say like a strainer and you put um, putty through it and you know how it seeps through the strainer. So that's kind of what our um, sense of smell sensors are. When her brain shifted forward and it hit the front of her head, it shaved off those sensories. Okay. And the doctor said they don't grow back. But the other day I put, I bought a rosemary plant and I told her that I had read about that. The, if you smell rosemary, it helps regain your memory back. By 75%. By 75%. Oh, oh I said, mm, let's just get your rosemary plant. So she was, she gave it to me. She said, it. I know you can't smell this brand, but just inhale it. Yeah. So I took it and I took a deep, like a deep, like, like sniff of it. And I said, oh, my goodness. I said, mom, does it smell a little minty? And she goes, what? I go, a little bit. Yeah. Smell that? And I was like, yes. And my aunt, she gave me, because I still have really bad migraines mm-hmm. here and there. Yeah. So she gave me this, like, essential oil that you just put under your nose and you rub on your temple through your forehead and your chest. And I put it under my nose. And I said, oh, my gosh. I can smell this too. Wow. What does that one smell like? Eucalyptus. Eucalyptus and rosemary. Yeah. So yeah. So um, yes, is it, I, I feel that it is a miracle and that people should still believe because I mean, it's she, like she said, like you said, people do ask her, well, didn't, don't you pray to get this? And don't you get, he might, he works in mysterious ways. He's not going to, he's not a genie. He's not going to be like, Boom. Here's yeah. your sense of smell. He said time you know? heals all. Exactly. Yes. Because then also like, where's the faith in that, right? Like if we all get that instant gratification of things that we ask for, whether it's something as, as massive as, as your sight, your hearing, your smell, or something as, as small as like a blessing over like a job or something like that, right? It's, it's more about the faith than it is about the, the giving. Do you ever mm-hmm. struggle with either one of you um, struggle with like why it happened to begin with, or do you feel like you're at peace with that? Because everything happens for a reason. So I asked God, what is the reason? Why did I get into this accident? And he said, because before my accident, I was not the best person. I was still really religious, but like. You were I a just, good soul. She was just on the wrong path. Yeah. Mm. So he said, he when he brought me back to life, he recreated me as a much better person. And that's what you you all have been talking about with the personality changes and like Janet, the neighbor yeah. and things like that's that. That's where everything kind of makes sense, right? Like we put everything, I take, take things and I put them in perspective and everything just seems to be like fitting in. Yeah. Like a puzzle, like, oh my gosh, yes, this happened. Oh my gosh, this is, that's right. Now she's this and that, you know, and she's different and she does this different. Yeah. And the things she tells me that conversations she's had with God and then I sit here and I'm like oh my gosh that makes a lot of sense and she noticed um that my vocabulary has changed Mm -hmm. she said she notices I use lots of vocabulary from the Bible and I haven't read the Bible since I've been home from the hospital she's never read the Bible period wow I did but not the whole thing (laughs) (laughs) she said I used vocabulary from the Bible and God had also told me (laughs) <laughs> that he brought me back to life and he said he has a mission for me. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, mm. okay, what is that mission? And he said, share your story mm. and tell people that it was me that helped you. So I was like, okay, I will. 
And he said, you'll see what will happen with this. And I said, okay. So I told a couple of my friends this and I told them that it was God that helped me. And they said, oh my God, my friends were not religious. Some of them that I told this to, he said, oh my gosh, I think this is true. And I said, yes, it is true. And they said, what church do you go to? And I said, I go to St. Mary's Church in Elgin. And they said, oh my gosh, I'm going to go there. I'm going to start going. And now they are very religious. So I'm getting people to start becoming religious. Yeah, no, and, and, and I mean, this is just a testimony of that, right? Because I mean, right. I, I found, like I said, I found y'all on, on TikTok and I'm out here in Las Vegas and I feel like the Lord led me to you and said, share her story. And so that's, here we are, you're doing it. So like that's yeah. more people are going to hear it. More listeners are going to hear it and it's going to just keep hopefully spreading the faith and, and then the awareness as well, you know, like that's the other side of this is the medical awareness of what happens in trauma like this and how it wasn't just an overnight thing. It's been a whole process. So exactly. I also posted a TikTok. Okay. It said me July 1st, a year ago. And then I posted a bunch of pictures of me in the hospital with my shaved head. And then I posted me with my long hair at the gym working out. Mm -hmm. And I said me today and it got um, 271.5 thousand views. (laughs) Wow. Got just as many likes. That's amazing. You're still and then people told me to share my story of what happened. So I did a couple of videos of me like talking, explaining it, and those went viral as well. Yeah. So and people, people like hearing people are about interested it. for sure. I think people um are curious to sure. see because there are there are so many, so many, so many people who know someone or themselves have been through a TBI or some kind of brain aneurysm or something that if sure. affects because brain injuries, they're, they're all like, like thumbprints. They're mm-hmm. all different. Every brain injury is different. Some recuperate, some recoup, don't recuperate and some get a little bit of everything, you know? So right. it, it, they're all so different, but it's, it's a huge community out there of people who are suffering or have, or know someone who is suffering from this. And I feel like, I almost feel like there should be a commute, a group, yeah, um, like a support group to share your different ideas and stories, because there were so many things that we did that I personally did to help her that I feel also helped her in the healing process. Like a lot of doctors didn't believe in the hyperbaric oxygen chamber. Okay. which is this chain. It's, it's just pure oxygen that gets pumped in. They put you in this tube, like a Michael Jackson tube, <laughs> feel you in there yeah. and they just pump you with oxygen. But the days that I would take her, she would come out. She was like a new person. She goes, Oh my God, I, I go feel in there. so good. I, yeah. I feel like I can do cartwheels. I can dance. And I'd go in there with a really bad migraine. I couldn't even walk on my ankle and I'd come out. My migraine's gone. My head feels great. And I'm like running to the car. No, wow. And those were the weeks that we saw huge progress. Mm -hmm. The week that I took her to hyperbaric oxygen, hyperbaric. um, Those were the weeks that I saw the most improvement. And um, the doctors were like, no, no insurance didn't even cover it. But my husband and I like, nope, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. And we did. And she did like 40 sessions. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that also helped a lot. I mean, there's just so many little things, little researchers even like natural stuff that you can do to help improve um you victoria thought about maybe putting all this stuff together i think i saw somebody on uh again on tiktok saying like you should write a book or you know just about the journey in, in itself but have you had any thought about compiling everything into somewhere for others absolutely i mean right now there's like my whole story is written on on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking about taking all those pages, printing them out and adding to them because those were like the, each individual day, what I went through, what I was going through, what she was going through each and every day in detail from the hospital. So if I take all of that and my story from beginning to end, I think sure. I'd have myself a nice book. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, definitely yeah. thinking about it. Yes, for sure. I'm I would love if I could even, I'd like to get it to the point where I, I would love to do a movie, like a, a, Mm -hmm. I feel like reading a book is great, 
but watching it visually really like hits home. I mean, we did a testimony at the church and I, when I was at the church, I, I, I couldn't even hold the tears when I was talking about this. I've talked about it so much now that I'm a little more like, okay, I can, I can yeah. handle this, you know, yeah. but um, yeah, I feel like it would be a spectacular movie. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree. I think yeah, Bri- Brianna, you have again, like the, the energy you bring the, the mm-hmm. just, you can tell that you're just so excited to share your story, which is, it, it's kind of, I guess if you're not a believer, it's bizarre, right? Because it's like, this is a traumatic thing. Why would you want to relive this? Why would you want to keep like, well, don't you want to push forward? But mm-hmm. both of y'all are so, uh, so like, at, at, it feels like you're at peace. And you're like, this is our purpose now is to like spread this awareness and talk about it. And, and that's, that's wonderful. I love that you, that you both are doing that. The last thing that I wanted to ask, uh, Brianna, you said it a couple of times and I just want to clarify for anyone listening, but you said that, um, did you actually, like, did they actually say like she was, she was dead at some point? Um, so they never, so they never told me at the hospital that she had zero brain activity. Because I think that they were all just hoping, and especially the doctor was hoping she was going to pull through. But it was months after that I ran into her pediatrician um, at some barbecue. And we were talking and she said to me, she goes, Victoria, I never told you this. But when I received the report from the hospital, it was she was diagnosed as um, brain dead, like no zero brain activity. Okay. So it was never told to me sure because i think the doctor was just in hopes that she would pull through but the nurses would come in every half an hour with a little flashlight and check her pupils and i thought i'm like i didn't think anything of it i i saw them doing it and i'm like did she have pupil movement, did she have pupil <laughs> movement? and they're like um no none none yet none yet so like three or four days went by before she, her pupil finally said because of one of her pupils was so small and the other one was huge mm. and apparently that's a sign that there's no brain activity oh okay. I didn't know that and when the nurse one of the nurses finally came in like after the fourth day and she goes oh my gosh and she called like two of the other nurses she goes do you see something and they're like oh my gosh it's tiny but yes I'm like what what mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like so excited but I didn't know why but it was because she was starting to get her brain activity back wow Little did I know. I think that's what kind of kept me composed. Another thing that really helped me stay composed is, um, believe it or not, was social media. And another thing that I feel that is a miracle Mm -hmm. is before my accident, I had this long, long, long blonde hair. Mm, Yes. And they had to shave my head for my head surgery. So I was completely bald. And when I got home, I was looking in the mirror and I was so insecure. I did not want to go out. I did not want to send anybody pictures. I did not want to do anything. So I was praying to God, asking him to help me to gain my confidence back or something. And I woke up the next morning and I looked in the mirror and I just said to myself, oh my gosh, I actually look okay with this <laughs> short hair. Like I don't look bad. And I like yeah. started to become more confident, more confident every single day. Yeah. Cause you, you do, you carry yourself with a confidence, like just in, and how you are like, I would, so how old are you now? You're 18. I'm 18 now. He also told me, um, he said, Brianna, beauty is not about your physical appearance. And I said, what do you mean? I was so beautiful before. He goes, you're beautiful now. He said, you're actually more beautiful because mm-hmm. beauty comes from the inside, not from your physical appearance. He said, but you are truly beautiful on the inside. So you are beautiful. Don't think you're not. Oh my God. So that's what I tell everybody now. Beauty is in the inside. Amazing. So amazing. You're just, I could talk to both of you all day. I love, (laughs) I love just everything you're, you're sharing. And I just really want to thank you for Brianna, your strength and telling your story and Victoria, your strength and just staying by her side and being an advocate for those out there who go through um, the, the TBI struggle. Um, Is there anything else either one of you wants to add for any of the listeners before we wrap it up? Um, well, the only thing I want to just tell everybody is to, you know, stay positive always. If you go through this, um, just go in 
to it with a positive attitude because positivity radiates Mm -hmm. and it only attracts more positivity. Um, And, you know, have faith because I had, I had so much faith. I had people from other countries like Australia Mm -hmm. and Mexico texting me say, we heard your daughter's story. Um, We have a prayer chain going here for you. So many churches dedicated masses to me. Oh, wow. Keeping your faith strong and never giving up and staying by your injured person's life, staying with them 24 seven. And one other thing super important that I wish I, I would have done is um, don't forget about the siblings. You know, I have another daughter and I wish I could have, I was so focused on her that she was kind of like, drifting away you know yeah we always had to leave her with somebody while we were in the hospital and it's so important to stay connected with them and make them part of this because they're also part of the healing process as well that's beautiful advice yes is your other your other daughter doing okay is she she's now she still has a little bit of struggles with her because because the personality are different and she's says I want my old sister back. Oh, That's the hardest before part. Before the mm-hmm. accident, my sister and I were so close. We yeah. were best friends. Yeah. And now she says I'm too quote unquote mature now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, well I'm 18 changed. now. But she's yeah. 18, 14. Yeah. So there's a little gap, but um, you know, with a little bit of therapy and love. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. And as you grow, you know, I've, yeah. I've got, I've got sisters and we all, we all go through that in that phase of just right. life where you're like, oh, okay, you're, you're a little too mature for me now. Right. So. Exactly. <laughs> Brianna, anything you want to you say before, before we end everything? Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to say? I can't think of anything else. I yeah. think I'm okay. good. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you both so, so much. I, I appreciate you. I'm sure I hope the listeners got something out of this. I'm sure they did because it's a fantastic, wonderful story. Keep doing what you're doing and let us know if you uh, end up doing that book or movie. There you have it. That is the story of Brianna told by herself and her mother, Victoria. Thank you again, ladies, both of you being so open and honest with this story. Like I said in the beginning, this was something that was set on my heart. Medical miracles are something that I personally have found so fascinating throughout my life. And I I'm so blessed to have been able to hear this account firsthand. If you missed any part of this episode or if you just want to hear it again or maybe share it with a friend, you can always catch these episodes on a podcast form. Anywhere you listen to your podcast, you just have to search OK, comma, but seriously. I am your host, Vanessa Lauren. If you like listening live, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Again, you're listening to 91.5, the Rebel HG2, KUNV. Before I let you go this evening, it wouldn't be my show if I didn't hit you with some statistics. You know how much I love them numbers. So one of the things I want to touch on is traumatic brain injury. That's what Brianna suffers from. That's what you heard her mother talking about. There should be a little, a little bit more awareness about that. So I pulled up some some numbers from the CDC. I know we all have our mixed feelings about the CDC right now in the pandemic, but just put those uh, feelings aside for a second. They are accredited source and they do have the statistics for this particular thing. So traumatic brain injury, also known as TBI, is actually the leading cause of death and disability among children and young adults. Now, if you're like me, I thought, well, why is that? And then when I did some more research and looked into it, it's because this is something that happens from very reckless behavior. Not to say that the children and young adults are being irresponsible, but the leading cause of TBI, for example, is motorcycle accidents. Not exactly something that your six-year-old grandma is doing, right? So it's just the more reckless someone is, the more the, the more risk. And also, the younger the, the brain is, the skull still developing, all of that. So it is higher in younger people. This is just the United States. Of course, the CDC only talks about the United States. Each year, there are about 1.5 million Americans who sustain a TBI. Let's just let that sink in. 1.5 million. That's so many people. The numbers of from that, 230,000 of those 1.5 million people are hospitalized and do survive. 50,000 people die right on point, right on right on site when it happens. 
80 to 90,000 people experience the long-term disability. So that can be something super severe. You heard Brianna share about how she had to relearn how to walk. She had to relearn how to talk. Victoria explained that she was in an extreme autistic state at one point in time. So some people never make it past those disabilities. They stay in those in those states. They don't always make a, a, a amazing recovery like Brianna has. So those are the numbers. I just wanted to give those to you all before I left you this evening. And then the other part of Brianna's story, the miracle part of her story that she says she can she can speak to the Lord and she's been able to speak to the Lord and she saw him. Um, this is not the first time we've heard something like this. This is something that has happened in the past. You can give it a, a search on, online, see all the many, many stories of people who have said that they've either had a near-death experience and seen the Lord, spoken to the Lord, or they've actually died and, and come back. Take it for what it's worth, whatever you believe. But these are things that have really happened. You heard Brianna share her truth. This is her story. This is what happened to her. The one thing I do want to uh, point out is the painting that she, her and her mother brought up. They talked about a picture that Victoria pulled online of all the different versions of God that people have seen and how Brianna was able to point out that one specific photo. That specific photo was painted, if you don't know, by... Um, a child prodigy. Her name is Akiana. She was four years old at the time. This happened back in 19, I think, 98, somewhere around there. Um, four years old. And this is not, if you've seen this painting, if you haven't, go look it up right now. It is jaw-dropping. This is not your average four-year-old painting. This is amazing, amazing work. So that is the the picture of God that Brianna was referencing. I just wanted to give you guys that information. Okay, that's it. I'm done. I know it's been a lot of talking. I appreciate you sticking with us the whole time if you did. Again, this is I'm Vanessa. This is Okay But Seriously. Have a great night. I'm going to get you back to your music now. All right. Bye. See you next week.